Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me in the studio today is CJ Gibson. What's up? Steven Rue. Hello. And Datto does Destiny. Datto, how are you doing today? I am doing very well, especially knowing that I'm going to go get a grilled cheese sandwich right after this. I'm very excited. Nice. You may not know this, listeners, but there is an excellent grilled cheese place right next to the It's IGN so offices. close. I was so surprised. I was pretty like, good. Oh, it's going to be so far away. Nope. It's right there. <laughs> They're pretty right good. Uh, thank you for stopping by the studio. Hey, always a, always a pleasure to come down here. Yeah. You yeah. know, whenever well, I'm in the, when I, whenever I'm here, I'm just like, Hey, want to be on the, want to be on the show? Yeah. And I'm a terrible show? guest yeah. planner, so it works out really well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, good, he's here. Yeah, come on. Yeah, it's been long <laughs> enough since I've been back. I feel like yeah. people are like, all right, yeah, you can you can go back on. Welcome well, back. So on today's show, we're going to be talking to you all about. Let's see what we got here on the run of show. Acquiring Thunderlord. We all got Thunderlord. The quest ended this week. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that redonkulous weapon. Uh, we're going to talk about Black Armory, Season of the Forge, and we're going to take a whole bunch of questions that you guys had for Datto, for us in the comments, and go from there. Don't forget, you can watch this first on IGN, 5 p.m. every Friday, and then one day later on YouTube.com slash Chat. All right, let's get right into it. So we all got Thunderlord. We got to mess around with we it did. a little bit. I'm going to throw it to the guests first because... This thing is ridiculous. Did you see the ribbon clip? It's oh, I I've, I've lived the ribbon. <laughs> no, clip. nice. It's, okay. This thing is so incredibly good. It stores so much ammo. It gets a ton of ammo in PVP. Like this thing shreds really hard. They made the um they made the secret Firefly perk from D1 basically like the main perk now mm-hmm. where just any kill is like, "All right, it's going to be like a Firefly effect, and yeah. I saw that, and I was like, all right, it's probably just going to be a regular dragonfly effect, and it's, nope, giant lightning <laughs> AoE comes down, it chains on everything, one bullet kills, like, a ton of things, it absolutely destroys Riven, other bosses it does fine, too, like, Morgeth also gets destroyed, mm-hmm. um, it is incredibly good. Do you think they're going to adjust it? <laughs> adjust I really I love- <laughs> it's It's working as intended, adjust? I think. I hope they leave it alone. I I don't see why they would need to adjust it in any way. I think the only adjustment they would need to make is lowering the amount of ammo you get in PvP, and that's maybe about it. Yeah. Um, in in it, PvE, it's just – it's a menace. <laughs> it's not broken in a bad way. It's just really powerful. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the only machine you got an archetype that's back. Yeah. It feels yeah. great. Oh, yeah. The whole archetype is back. One yeah. of my favorite archetypes from D1 because I always kill myself with rockets. <laughs> Yeah. So I, I love Just it. in case. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's what, about, cool. what about you, Steven? I thought it was amazing. Yeah. And we're all on PC, right? Yeah. Yeah. Cosmodrome looks amazing in 144 yes. frames per second. Yes. Yeah. The wall. I really, really like that throwback. You talk a lot about how much you miss D1 and like yeah. the art style. This was basically copy paste for CJ. Go in there. I mean, to me, even, even just, yeah, the music, like when you're about to go into the final boss area there, it was super cool. So I, I do love these things when they, you know, tweak them a little bit. Yeah, there was some snow and stuff like that, so it wasn't exactly the same. But they had that kind of effect a little bit in Rise of Iron. But it was it was really cool to go back to that mission again and see it again. And yeah, D two form for sure, definitely. Uh, what did you think of the Cosmodrome mission? That was kind of a cool. It, it was it was really cool. Like it was a nice little nostalgia moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would have been even better if it wasn't attached to uh, a three week long. Sort right. of quest bounty yeah. thing <laughs> that didn't really need to exist. Thank you, Zato. Yeah, it, thank like, you, Zato. That could have either been done the week of ho- the Halloween event. Thank yeah. you. Or they could have made it like a Whisper of the Worm style thing, where it was just like a secret thing mm. that, like, hey, you went into this lost sector and that like teleporter was active, and someone was like, oh, what's a what's this? And then yeah. they just go in and it's like, oh, and it just. It, ripples through the community and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I think it would have been a cooler thing to do something like that instead of just this like, all right, go do 
some lost sectors, go kill a bunch of fallen and get some engrams mm-hmm. one week <laughs> at a time. Yeah. Just I, I yeah, it would have been better if it was just its own thing, its own little secret thing. I yeah. again, I I don't know how difficult it is to hide that kind of stuff from data miners and all mm-hmm. that. Because Whisper of the Worm wasn't found at all. A lot of people already knew about Thunderlord. Yes. Yeah, Thunderlord was all over the place. Mm-hmm. It's all my community was talking about for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, with this quest, so I don't know how difficult it is. I assume it is very difficult, but it, it would have been better if it was just like a hidden little secret thing that yeah. that came about. To, that would have been really cool. To the point that, like, even still, I logged in and I figured it was that, but it says it right in the D2 launch menu for the PC. It's like, yeah, Thunderlord's well, back. I'm like, well, yeah. I, I wanted yeah. to just, I wasn't, like, on Twitter for spoilers. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice if it wasn't in the UI telling <laughs> yeah. me, hey, it was Yeah, here. it was on Twitter, too, like, two minutes before reset. I was like, yeah. <laughs> we were talking yeah. about this before the show. Bungie has a history of spoiling their best moments yes. before. Or you can even play the content. Okay, dies. Tower blows up. <laughs> By the way, get Thunderlord Jump, today. Jumping off yeah. thing of uh, Wrath of the Machine. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Preview. Uh, oh. So let's get let's get into some of the questions and news. Let's talk about Season of the Ford. So all they really said is that we're going to get a new Vidoc explaining the next year of content. Basically, full gameplay calendar for the next year. And Season of the Ford is going to take place... Uh, uh, in the winter, I believe, season of the Drifter will be the spring, and season of the KD88, KD88, right, with yeah. like a, a sword, robots with swords. That looks pretty cool. We don't know what it's going to be, but I, I am intrigued by it. I'm glad we're getting a new Vidoc. We haven't had a good one in a while. Yeah, it's awesome. J- J- Jim McQuillan, he's the guy who behind yeah. the scenes on all those. Really great job. I mean, we have a Jim all of them fu- funny story. We, we have do. a Jim McQuillan at IGN, and sometimes I accidentally emailed a Jim McQuillan <laughs> from Bungie about IGN Oops. stuff, and he's like, hey, you got the wrong email. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. But, but all those Vidocs are amazing. Yeah, they're, it's always nice to see yeah, what they do. And they did have little Easter eggs in them, too, because you did see the clip of Thunderlord on the last one. So they did kind of give it away and even they they even retracted like oh we we didn't mean to say machine guns it's like really yeah. <laughs> i wonder now so yeah yeah apparently it was all fine uh does this do anything for you guys we also know black armory is coming december 4th surprise, again surprise. We, we just have yeah. like no info about these things so we can we can tell you guys the news that these things are coming but uh reaction wise do you like- i mean i'm expecting like a huge vidoc like yeah. i'm expecting like a trials announcement or a trials teaser uh Hopefully. Fries would be the tease, I think. Yeah, hopefully they don't. Look, I'm expecting like a bunch of cool flash cuts and then at the end like Trials is back or something like that. <laughs> yeah. But hopefully. Yeah, I honestly don't know what to expect from Black Armory. I know a lot of people are saying Last Word's going to be back, Icebreaker is going to be back, uh, stuff like that. Have you seen stuff like that? I, I mean I've seen the rumor mill stirring yeah. and, you know, my community is always like, oh, what do you think about this coming back and this coming back? It's like, did Bungie say it's coming back? No. Then, then I don't know right yeah, now. Yeah. Like I, mm-hmm. I typically don't really talk on rumor stuff or data mine stuff mm-hmm. just because I have to play things very carefully because if I say something's coming but it's just a rumor yeah. and then it doesn't, right. people come to me and they get angry at me. So I have to very <laughs> very much use uh, ambiguous language a lot of the time to just be like, if it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. you can't come yell at me. Yeah. It's really fascinating what happens in the community. Like the D3 rumors were happening. It's literally like three responses. Very, very little bit of info to, to gather from that. Uh, I'm really careful about my source. So like we, when we did it on the show, I'm like, here's idea. what they said. Here's what we think could happen. What happens is we do that. A bunch of YouTubers do that. We, we start making guesses. Those guesses become fact, weirdly. Yep. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, uh, you know, more console said that this is 100% confirmed. Then, like, he never said that. Yeah. But yeah. that just kind of becomes the the meta in the in the community, and it's like nobody ever said that. It's literally like three things. Yeah, I'll have people come into my chat every so often. It's like, did you hear about blah 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 happening? I was like, what's your where, source? Where did you find that out? Uh, YouTube video. All right, what's their <laughs> source? Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank like, you. Okay, so then, so you have no source. It's just something that someone said. Mm-hmm. If they don't have a source, then I like I don't buy it. And yeah, yeah. I'm very, very careful with that because the last thing I want to do is set any expectations mm-hmm. for a thing that I don't even make. Yeah, yeah. it's not like I'm making the thing. I just report on it. That's mm-hmm. all I do. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's something I actively try to stay away from. Is just any sort of rumors, any sort of data mine stuff like that. I just. 
I stay away. And we did kind of figure it was Thunderlord. We even didn't even want to say or like, oh, the rumor is, but that's what I mean. And then we again, got flame for I know, and we and exactly, and that's People my were point that we were we were saying the rumor is it's Thunderlord. Yeah, yeah. people were like flaming. It's like, oh, this guy's never been wrong. You guys don't do your research. Like, no, it's like, yeah, it's a rumor. Like, you can't like treat it as yeah. facts, right? So, but uh, so let's talk about. Questions from the community. So we had some interesting questions. Uh, there's not much more to go on based off of what we have from those other stories. They're, they're on the way. I, I literally have nothing on Black Armory yeah. at all. Yeah. Like, I have not heard a peep about it. I well, thought about it more. I was on DCP yesterday, uh-huh. and I thought about it more. I want them to bring back anything we had in D1 and just add it to the weapon collection because we were so sparse on the Forsaken amount of weapons that we got. Just bring back everything in D1 that's been retired with Black Armory. Well, not only that, like how many exotic weapons have you guys actually got? Like I've been playing a fair amount. I have two-tailed fox and that is it. I Even armor, like how many armor slash exotic weapons do you have? One Forsaken exotic armor piece. That's insane because how many hours have you played? A lot. You've played tons (laughs) and what about you? Up until... Last Tuesday, I only had two exotic armor pieces total. Wow. I had a lot of the mm-hmm. weapons, and I, I think I might have all the weapons. But in terms of armor pieces, I had one-eyed mask and like the sixth coyote, and that's it. So the yeah. grind is pretty real. So yeah, can we maybe talk about that? Like, do you like that? Like, we talked about exotics being maybe a little bit more coveted. This helps that, but I mean, is there a question that you wanted to address? No. Maybe so or? the the reason the grind is real is because there's not a lot to get. So they kind of had to throttle the amount of stuff that they give players. I think. However, I think what they should do with Black Armory is overcompensate and just like give you everything. Like bring back. Because this would be set, setting them up for D3 should our progress carry over. Right. But to me, random rolls was some of the reason why, right? Like we've talked about that played a little bit of a supplemental grind per se to get different things. So even though if you maybe didn't have a huge loot pool, you had random rolls, which would help you get, I mean, like you've said, uh, Rampage, Outlaw, and what are the other ones that basically you're, you're yeah. searching for? Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. With Black Armory, I just want a huge weapon pool. Are you uh, saying Are you saying bring back stuff from Destiny 1 or Year 2 Destiny 2, like those armor sets? I'm saying bring everything back. Okay. All the legendaries, all the exotics. <laughs> Give us this massive loot pool with Black Armory with several coveted <laughs> weapons That's that the people are going to chase for. Is what he's saying. We already have Fate I mean, we, have I mean, we do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I guess. It's like called lot, something different. But yeah. A lot of this true. Nation of Beasts. Yeah, uh, a lot of those things, yeah, can be like those weapons can be recreated because mm-hmm. there's only so many archetypes of weapons that can even exist, right? Mm-hmm. Like you could bring back certain um, weapon models, maybe from Destiny One, like the Vanquisher and Shadow Price. They were so close archetype wise. So, yeah, yeah. But like that's also something that you could recreate as a new weapon in mm-hmm. Destiny Two if you wanted to. So yeah, I, I understand that nostalgia hit, um, and it wouldn't surprise me at all if we saw some. Uh, year one Destiny 2 stuff or Destiny mm-hmm. 1 stuff with Black Armory. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm not like the most like bring everything back from Destiny 1 like mm-hmm. and, and all that. Like I don't mind that they want to make new stuff because I don't want people to get too caught up in that nostalgia stuff where it's like ah, remake the entire yeah. game and put it in this and like let's go back to the cosmic It's like okay but also like, like I view it as like I've been there. Like mm-hmm. I experienced that. I want to see what the new stuff – like what new things can you make? Yeah. So I'm purposely setting myself up to transition okay. to the next question. <laughs> so we're going to go right into it. The question that the community has posed is can Destiny 3 be successful with what they've done with Destiny 2? They've alienated a lot of the community. They've leaned more into the hardcore. Can they bring everybody back in a celebration? Now, I have a theory that if with the Armory and the subsequent DLCs, they bring back – Everything from D1, we can carry that over to D3, and they don't have to do a Scorched Earth reset. Now, when you say everything, are you talking like raids as well and all that stuff, or are you just talking like armor and weapons? I'm talking uh, weapons and armor and such Okay, to, right. to acquire. Uh, raids would be fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, me either. I mean, but but I mean, like, to Dad's point in a way, like, I feel like that's some of what's happening in a way, and it's kind of good and bad, because when they bring it back, especially if they don't name it the same, but it looks the same, it's kind of dubbed as a reskin. So, yeah. So then it turns into this like, oh, well, you brought it back, but it's kind of not really much different. I will say that I think the perk variety, if there was some way to bring it back and create new perks, that is something that I think um, 
if they were able to do that in a way that was really meaningful, because like you said, you're chasing a, a few amount of perks right now, more so almost than the weapons. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Dado? How could they make Destiny 3 successful? And I'll find where the question was from. I mean, that's Ma a huge... Wood. That's a <laughs> Ma no pressure. Wood. Let me just think about said, that one. <laughs> Ma Wood's specific question was, what can we do to ensure D3 launch doesn't turn out like D2 launch? And then uh, there was a Fisher... John Fisher said... Uh, how do people deviate from the negative stigma Destiny created with year one of Destiny 2 timeline and continue to establish a better environment many of us hardcore fans live in, but to extend its reach out to the casual audience and beyond? This is what Activision's struggling with, Bungie's struggling with. What are your thoughts? It's a loaded that's, question. That's, that's the billion-dollar question right there. Elevator, 60 seconds. Go. Like, <laughs> I mean, people have been burned on this game a lot. Uh, I talked about this when... Uh, Activision kind of talked about they were disappointed with Forsaken sales. Also, I've seen a lot of people say like, oh, Activision was disappointed with Forsaken. No, they said sales right. yeah. stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. a very big difference. Very big difference. Um, people have been burned a lot. They were burned on Destiny 1 launch. Maybe sort of burned on that next uh, Dark Below DLC. Mm-hmm. Then Destiny 2 comes out and people kind of got burned on that. And then Curse of Osiris came out and that was eh. I think Curse of Osiris was the real rub, personally. Yeah. D2 launch, most people were happy with until they got into late game. Right. Right. Then they kind of like ran out of things to do and they realized it was fairly light on overall content. And what we would say is the hardcore felt that way because we had a bunch of people in our office who we, and again, Steve and I talk about this with Destiny 2, we label people, hardcore, casual. There's a couple other labels and like Mm -hmm. people kind of are Mm -hmm. in between those groups. But there's a lot of people who got into Destiny 2 year one and really liked it, but they did not approach it from a, I'm going to come back week to week, experience it and leave. But but I interrupted what you were saying. Sorry, please. No, 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 it's it's fine. Um, Yeah, I, I... How do you bring back people a third, a fourth time Mm -hmm. into this franchise? People are not going to be willing to just drop another $60. All I ever hear about this game on the internet is how much money it costs for uh, for people to actually get a game that's worthy of being the game, Mm -hmm. right? That's all I ever hear. So I don't know if you really bring back that super wide audience – Without first making sure that the the game is in a really good state, and that's kind of what Forsaken is right now, and they need to keep building on that and make sure that people are happy. The, the the dedicated audience is happy because that dedicated audience will try to pull people in from the outside mm-hmm. to come join them. I think making the game free, the base game free on PC was a very good move. Yeah, I think they should just do that everywhere. Just make it. Free, make the base game free for Where, every platform. Where's the Xbox love? Xbox, yeah. it's never been free on. It hasn't yeah. even really been discounted that much. It, yeah. it, like they had a discount for a while with Humble Bundle, maybe. Yeah. That might have been the PC version. Yeah, just support Xbox yeah. also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I t- totally agree. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, Mike N elaborated. He said, uh, not what Destiny 3 should have, but whether it should exist at all. What about that concept of <sighs> staying in the Destiny 2 engine and continuing to evolve from where we're at? I mean, no, well, I'll tee you up. That was, we talked about this a little bit last week. Steven and I were saying how it was a console launch. And so from that standpoint, it's really hard to think of like the technology being able to evolve to a point that, you know, even Sony yesterday canceled their, um, PlayStation appearance. So we're thinking, oh, PS5 is that in the works. How do they do that and bridge it over multiple years over the next three to five? I think that's difficult. So I don't know if they can really do that now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think a lot of it is going to come down to, you know, is progress going to carry over? Like, what from Destiny 2 is actually going to matter in Destiny 3? I think that's another thing that people are scared of mm-hmm. is they don't want to hop in, you know, maybe halfway through Destiny 2 at this point, level all their stuff up and get invested, and then it's wiped again, right? Because mm-hmm. what did we get really from Destiny 1 carrying over our Destiny 1 characters into Destiny 2? Like, an emblem? or I don't even yeah. remember Shaq what we got. says you, he remembers you, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't even remember what we got. So, and I moved the PC, so I lost it all anyway. Right. Same. That too. Yeah. Yeah. So are you saying that you are, that you are a fan of keeping everything I, for Destiny 3? See, I, I'm kind of both ways. Like, I like... I would like if things like Triumph Score and those kind of achievement things kind of carried over and just uh, the ability to kind of show your history mm-hmm. in the game. I like that. Mm-hmm. But I also don't mind like having those fresh starts. Like when I played World of Warcraft and a new expansion comes out, it's nice because you just get to drop all of your stuff into a pit. You 
cover it up and you start getting all the new stuff. And to me, that's fun. Other people, not so much. Other people like to hang on to anything that they can. And, you know, that that all depends on what kind of player you are. Yeah. Um, I think the overwhelming majority would prefer to hang on to their stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I, does Destiny 3 need to exist? Maybe for some sort of technical or networking reason it does. But for a content reason, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But it's certainly sexier from a marketing standpoint to put a big old three right. on there yeah. than mm-hmm. just like Destiny, name of next expansion. <laughs> yeah. I think Destiny 3 will launch, and that's going to be the last thing they develop for Destiny by Bungie. I don't know if they'll spin off the series after that, but it is a 10-year franchise, and Destiny 3 and the tail support after Destiny 3 launches would bring them right to the end of that life cycle that they agreed to with Activision. Yeah. Now, we already know they have an agreement with Net. East, East, I, yeah, I couldn't remember, yeah. but uh, they're developing something over there. So maybe the team is ready to transition onto that. We don't know for sure, but I, I think Destiny 3 will be the last one. And the way it could be successful is the book mechanic that they've developed and they haven't refined yet since the launch of the book where you can pull your weapons and gear out because you can't pull out random rolls. They don't know what to do with that yet. Yeah. Once they fix that, that's what they need to bring into D3. So you never feel like you lose everything. So that way you're still stripped, but you don't feel like you've been robbed of your old stuff. Yeah, Maybe. your history. Exactly. People mm. like that that history. Exactly. So come up with some new weapon archetypes, cool new weapons and things that we can uh, chase after in Destiny 3, but let us have that security blanket <laughs> of our old stuff. Because, like, if I lose all my progress again, I'm just like, it'll be, it'll detract so much. Yeah. You know? I think that's some of the motivational thing that's happening right now is people do psychologically think that that's going to happen in the background, and it's actually deterring them from grinding out things, I think, in Destiny 2. That's how I feel. Okay, there you go. So I was wondering that. But in the same token, it's weird because... You know, I think they've already kind of struggled enough with the meta already. You're saying you want all the weapons to be available in Destiny 3 that you had in Destiny 2? Yes. And so let's look at what's going on with Destiny 2. It's all order. No, I know. But they can just put it all in a book and say, you're going to really, you're going to pull out five, right? But you feel like they recognize the work that you put in in Destiny 2 and it progresses forward if they use that model. But imagine actually catering the game to everything that Destiny 2 had when you're trying to start not scorched earth, but create new raids or new this based on stuff that people haven't acquired yet. And the, you, you make better gear and weapons and make the old stuff obsolete, but you still make people feel safe because, oh, yeah, I can still pull this up. It's it's like what happened with this new Forsaken launch, right? There were a few weapons yes. that we pulled out, like inaugural address mm-hmm. yeah. was one that like everybody used. But realistically, how much year one stuff do you use? We probably have our God roll. Uh, what's the grenade launcher? He's one. Play of the game. Play yeah, of the maybe. game. Yeah. Uh, maybe you still check out inaugural. Oh, but those but got random roll adjusted. Zero. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I keep telling myself I'm going to pull out the, the midnight coup every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I never do. Yeah. So I, I think I effectively use zero. Play of the game, yeah, doesn't count because I have a random roll oh, yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, zero. Time War Inspire. I still do Time War Inspire, and I still use Wise and Rebuke mm-hmm. because it's basically Plan C. But all I'm getting at is I don't know how they would be able to do that, creating a brand new weapon meta and trying to factor in all of those. But I'm a hoarder. I'm not saying I disagree yeah. with you. I also would like that. I'm just trying to think from a development standpoint, how is that actually possible? You put them in a book. like I don't know. Of, I mean, Let's be honest. A lot of those weapons are just reskins. We were talking about weapon archetypes they brought back, earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shadow Price and Vanquisher from D1 are – they're both assault rifles with tweaked variables, right? Right. And maybe a different uh, geometry. So that's yeah. a different geometry thing. But if all of those weapons end up being what's, – what's a good AR in D2? I can't think of one off the top of my head. Uh, Tiger Spite. Yeah. Tiger Spite. So like that's the archetype – for, for those. I, I, I think I would probably agree with you on the exotic front if mm-hmm. the exotics maybe carried over because a lot of those exotics came back anyways. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you'd actually do it for all the legendaries and feel like you could actually balance the game for PvE and PvP if that's indeed what they're going to try to do. Okay, maybe not all. They have the stats to back it up. They can be like 5% of players actually use that when they got Yeah. It. So like a lot of that stuff would just slide into the ocean of lost it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry, we're, I feel like uh, my thought is taking up a lot of the conversation what about you steven what uh, would you like to see in d3 like i said in previous episodes i don't mind us starting over 
as long as Dado said we get like a try and score more score stuff like yeah. that. But in terms of gear, for me, it's 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 exciting to start as a guardian with nothing and getting all that gear. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to like load up and have my nation of beasts already. Like I kind of like that fresh start. And I know, like Dado said, it's not a popular opinion. I think no, yeah, it's definitely yeah. I think the majority of people want everything, but like I'm in the I'm in the mindset where if if I'm the consumer or I'm I'm trying to sell to a new audience mm-hmm. and you have all these stipulations attached to like if you're a D2 player you get all this stuff that turns off a player that's trying to get into D3 for the first time that have that has not played D1 or D2 mm-hmm. I said that before and I think I just think it's it's easier and it's it makes more sense for them as a company just to start over it does for them I don't want to talk about what's easy for Bungie though yeah. we got to think about what's marketable and what's going to bring back the casual and hardcore together? To kind of expand on his point, um, if a new player wants to maybe start getting in- invested into Destiny mm-hmm. and there is no Destiny 3, they just see like, all right, Forsaken came out and then a whole bunch of annual pass stuff. And then there's like another expansion that came yeah. out. They just see like Destiny 2, expansion, expansion, content drop, expansion. And they're like, eh, eh. Mm-hmm. Like I'd, yeah. I'd be trying to go in way too deep, and like mm-hmm. there's too much stuff there. I don't want to. Eh, eh. But That's Destiny Three comes out, fresh start. It's like mm-hmm. okay, I could start at the beginning, like everybody else. I can I can be on the same page as everyone mm-hmm. else, no matter what their progress was. Mm-hmm. If I'm new, I can kind of catch up and and learn everything. That's something I did with um, Battle for Azeroth. Yeah, is I played Legion a little bit. But I didn't really want to get too invested because I knew how far behind I was and, like, all the new things that came out. And I didn't want to try to keep up with the dedicated audience already. But then BFA comes around and I'm like, okay, now we're all equals. We can all learn together. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a much easier time when you're learning things with the entire community right. as opposed mm-hmm. to trying to go learn things yeah, by yourself. And, and that's a real thing. Like, I, I understand what you're talking about. And I understand why people want all their stuff back. But – even right now, even in Forsaken, like Sydney Goodman, I try to get her to play Destiny, and she doesn't play because she's already too behind in Forsaken. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. in Forsaken, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. like it, it is a real Almost. mindset. I think yeah. just like the fresh start D three, everyone starts over, nothing's attached. I think that is more appealing to a wider audience i don't know okay yeah. no, I, I, I would agree fair. yeah I that's mean, fair i think they might have to do that yeah last thing i'll say i think it's more the quality of life things like there's a lot of stuff between destiny one and destiny two that they made um that were changes that were kind of good but then it's like they forgot some of the deeper mechanics so i think that definitely you want to have a lot of what's in destiny one in destiny two a lot of what like you said like triumph books and all that stuff in destiny two but then yeah even maybe a little bit more deeper customization like even the um blanking on it the skill trees the skill trees like i think that to me felt like a little bit of a misstep for destiny 2 because i think it removed the customization like it was a nice entry point but it needs to be maybe a little bit more customizable or there needs to be yeah some perks or something that allow you to do different things in that regard if you saw the anthem customization stream that they did yesterday versus the customization pieces options of in destiny i know it it is uh yeah, it's, it's night and day. It yeah. is. And and again, I, I, I understand why I know some of it again was to not overwhelm people. Because it is overwhelming. Like even when you jump into Destiny 2 right now, when you're when you're loading up all the different things and the triumphs and then your mods and all the rest of that stuff to actually understand it. And it's always unfortunately a little bit convoluted, which is the reason why I liked Steven, I've talked about this too, the Destiny One stat when you have int this strength and there's actual physical numbers, not oh, it reduces this by twenty five percent. Like, what does that mean to me? Bun- Bungie's afraid of numbers. They're, I don't they're, know why. they're just afraid of like Telling people exactly what. Well, I've (laughs) I've spoken with a couple of them, and they like to go on the like the feel factor, right? Like, does this gun feel good to use? Then you should use it. I'm like, you know, would feel nice knowing what this did. Number (laughs) exactly, yeah, exactly. So I'm not saying it's bad, but I think those are the things where, yeah, if I'm if I'm you know stacking mods, I want to know that it's actually doing something, not some random arbitrary thing. Oh, it doesn't. Mm -hmm. Your discipline strength doesn't go over 300. How would I know that? I wouldn't know that if you didn't tell me, and so I hope they're a little bit more transparent on some of those details. I, I just want to chime in. Do you play Warframe, Dado? I've tried to dive in every now and then, uh-huh. but like I'm slightly familiar with it, but I don't actively play it. No. Okay. Now, I might be wrong about this, but I don't think PvP is a big factor in Warframe. I think it's, not, not a whole it's lot. It's all no. PvE, and then you guys were talking about Anthem just a few seconds ago. 
what those games have in common is it's heavily focused in PvE. Mm-hmm. Destiny has always had a problem with breaking something in PvE and vice versa to PvP. Mm-hmm. I think if they heavily just lean into PvE, we can have all these customizations, all these mods, all these like subclass clusters. If you have all that, you potentially just break the crap out of P- PvP, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, along with balancing between casual and hardcore, has always been Destiny's problem. Yeah. And I... I don't know. I'm a huge PvP fan, yeah. but in Destiny 3, I hope they just go all deep in uh, PvE. So there's a that way to... Also, that is also an unpopular opinion, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> there is a way to do that without separating the two, I think. Mm-hmm. Without can, separating it? Correct. Okay. You could just have separate progression in PvP. I mean, there are design options there. That's just one that isn't necessarily good, but there are ways that you can do that. The special sauce about Destiny is, though, that all of your progress sort of helps you. intertwined, yeah. It's like in Final Fantasy VII, like the fantasy would have been like leveling up (laughs) your character and then (laughs) fighting somebody else. Thanks, Fran. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, it's like (laughs) I I love that you can grind for a gun in PvE and then bring it over to PvP and use it, vice versa. But it's just like it's hard for me to see how they could balance a game. And like... Thunderlord is amazing in PvE. That's a bad example. Like, in PvP too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's just like I don't understand. Like if you could somehow tr- um, spec your subclass to like Night Stalker Tether with like the DOT smoke that the uh, the Spectral Blades has and like a bunch of other stuff, I feel like it would be way too overpowered in PvP. Oh, if if you like broke apart all the the different yeah, subclasses, you, think, you like, could rearrange I, them. Like, oh yeah, some yeah. things would be absolutely broken. Yeah, and it's just like that is the problem. I think Bungie is always treading along, and I don't understand how you can do that with a game that's so ambitious in PvP and PvE. Well, let's talk about another problem, PvP related. Bungie took away Trials of Osiris when it launched Destiny 2. It made us wait a while, and then it launched Trials of Osiris and Destiny 2, which was not met with as much fanfare. Let's talk about how they should bring back Trials of Osiris. And I'll start because I think I have a pretty good answer. All right. Bring back Destiny 1 Trials of Osiris. (laughs) That's all you have to do. Why did you ever shut it off? You just took it away, and you took it away at such a vulnerable time for the Destiny audience. <laughs> like, Battle Royales are out, everybody's playing PUBG, and you take Ooh. away your coveted multiplayer experience there and then launch there an experience go. that isn't anywhere near what the original was. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. It, it was, well, okay, it get rid of close. stickies, get rid of stickies, get rid of shoulder charges. Yeah. That's it, man. Yeah. They, I, I will say, and, and we've talked about this a number of times. We actually t- hinted on it last week. I was waiting for you to do this last week, <laughs> yeah. actually. Um, but yeah, that, let's get into it a little bit. Yeah. Year three trials, I would say, got a little bit nerfed as well, too, because of the special weapon economy. So it did change how the game actually felt and played. And for the most part, I would think that probably year one and year two trials were probably received as like the best trials experiences. But I get them wanting to innovate a little bit because we heard even uh, rumors, Destiny, when we were there at the reveal, uh, you know, oh, it's just a reskin. Destiny itself, like Destiny 2 is like, oh, it's just the same old thing and it's a little bit of extra character. You you feel like innovation means survival and what's it called? I don't even know, Count- remember what it's countdown. called. And countdown? That's not innovative to me. You just threw some extra mechanics in there. Well, so here's the thing. I, I think that's some of what the challenge was with it. And they also – eliminated elimination period (laughs) you can't play that game mode anymore what yeah so you have this coveted experience that everybody loves and you literally can't play that in destiny 2 sorry yeah that that i agree with crazy i I will say like if trials of the nine wanted to be its own thing and that was maybe it was every other weekend or those trials of nine and of osiris i was hoping that like i get them wanting to do something to it to spice it up to make it different within the context of having something new because it's destiny 2 nobody plays trials of the nine get rid of it but that's what <laughs> Destin Legary. No, but that's the thing. Trials of the Nine, uh, especially Countdown. Let's focus on Countdown. Even that game mode with picking up, um, you know, to try to like defend or, or, or uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's bad. No, I, I'm am, not, am I am I unpopular for saying like I don't mind Countdown. I think it's kind of fun. Okay, so it's fine. It shouldn't be the Trials of Osiris experience. That's what I opinion. think. Only because this. I've said a number of times when I watch Overwatch, um, because a lot of games are being watched now. I find Overwatch very complicated to understand. Fortnite is awesome because it's easy to understand. This person died. Trials of Osiris was great because it was three people 
kill the three people. It's very easy to understand. So from a gameplay experience, it was great to play, but also from a viewing experience, it was easy to understand. That's a little bit lost in each of those game modes, countdown as well as survival. Ignore, I, ignore my rant. Can I, can ignore I my rant. Yeah, absolutely. Counter Strike. Yes, I mean, but Counter Strike is shoot, gun, plant, bomb. That's exactly what Countdown is. It it is, but I think that when you've had the memory of trials previous, and and it was resing, no tokens, no any of these other little details. I think psychologically, when you, when yeah, like when you take those things away, when you take them away, (laughs) and then you try to do something else, it's like. That's the reason why I think survival is fine, totally different. Mm-hmm. But they eliminated elimination, and then they kind of tweaked it to be something else. And that is – yeah, I agree with you in that sense. I, I'm not a fan – you like Countdown more than Elimination? Um, that's a tough call. God, oh, See, that's, that's the thing. Call. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the point I'm really trying to make. I think Countdown should have been its own mode that people could partake in, and they should have left Trials of Osiris alone. I literally wrote an article that says, Destiny's Trials of Osiris redefines PvP. And – that's how the community felt. It was what everybody did. It was the lifeblood of Destiny, and they just were like, "It's gone." Yeah, sorry. I mean, I'm I'm kind of with you. Like, I I understand like wanting to try something different. Yeah. But at this point, like, if there's enough people clamoring for for elimination to come back, why not just give it a shot for season five and exactly. see how it works? And then you know what? If people are like, uh, oh, turns out we don't like it after all. Yeah. Let's go back to something else. Then they can for season six. They can go back to something else. Three, Here. four. People in it. What would you do? Yeah. Three. Oh, mm. I think if you were trying to make it like elimination from D one, you would have to do three. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you'd have to. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna and, take. And I meant carbon copy. It has to be three v three. The four player thing is just too many people on the field. Mm. It feels like a small fire team going against another small fire team. All Sorry, right. Steph. I'm gonna go on a, a little rant. Go for <laughs> it. I'm gonna, t- go. I'm gonna okay. take off my rose colored glasses. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Year three trials was not good. Yeah, I special. Yes, Correct. like everyone is just like, oh my god, trials. Like we'd still be playing trials. I remember Lumi forcing himself to stream every day. Trials. He he hated every second of it. He would never sidearms, but you could tell he hated. No <laughs> land beyond sticky sidearms, storm collars with the scories. A lot of icebreakers, right? Icebreakers. Yeah. Like it was not fun, and I don't know why. I people are thinking of elimination three v three, those hero moments, and that was fine. Like year one, year two of trials was awesome. Yeah, and year three of trials was not fun. It was not sticky shoulder charges, special ammo. Those were problems. It was not. It was not fun waiting for special ammo. It was not fun switching your sidearm at the end of the round. That none of that was fun. Year three trials was terrible. Uh, that's that's. What <laughs> I, I, I teed I, it I up. Agree. I agree. No, I you're right. I'm talking about the good version of trials. <laughs> yeah. 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 So I, everybody I think, knows. Yeah. We just yeah. need to separate the the game mode itself yes. from. All, I think Gambit has that problem. A lot of people say, oh, Gambit's terrible. It's like, no, Gambit itself is great. great. Yes. The things that happen to encompass Gambit, <laughs> exactly. the weapons and balance mm-hmm. and stuff, that's the kind of thing yes. that sucks. Also, I'm not done yet. Yeah. <laughs> D2 Year 1 PvP was 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 a, a product of feedback from D1. Mm-hmm. And as much as people say, oh, we didn't ask for this, you, you might have not asked indirectly for this. But I remember when they announced all these changes because at the end of uh, Destiny 1 – a lot of competitive players were playing 4v4 pubs mm-hmm. or, or custom matches. Mm-hmm. And that everybody loved watching that stuff, which is why they went 4v4 because they thought it was a good idea. They turned it more into Halo, but it doesn't work when you're a superhero guardian with all these powers and stuff like that. They want fast-paced action. But at the time when they announced all these changes and like Datto said, when they announced Countdown, everyone was like, oh, my God, this is CSGO. This is going to become like an eSport. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Everyone was so happy. <laughs> Obviously, it didn't turn out that way. Like I was excited too. Yeah. But once we actually got time with the um, with the product, we've discovered this is not the destiny we love. We we love uh, fast paced action, one shot, low, lower time to kill. It's our so, fault, Stephen. I have, hear you. <laughs> I've heard that feedback before. <laughs> that destiny nice two, things. destiny two is a product of our feedback, right? Yeah, and, and our like everybody's. And it's like they made trials for that. I. I don't know why they got rid of elimination, but I understand when they announced trials was countdown and survival, people were pretty excited. And it was fun to do once or twice. Yeah, but it turns out it didn't work out, so they got rid of it. They're working it back. I I would be shocked if we didn't get trials uh with elimination. Mm-hmm. I am curious to see though, because these maps are designed for four uh for eight players, right? So if you brought back three v three elimination, would it play the same? Burning shrine still there? Uh, okay. just Burning. sure, yeah. I, mm, I, I think 
they're small enough, or most maps are small enough that I think it would mainly play the same. Uh-huh. Um, but I definitely, definitely see your point. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we don't like, have we don't stuff. Know. Like, uh, we don't have uh, like maps like Memento yeah, anymore. Just mm-hmm. because they bring back three v three elimination, and it, that would be an improvement over what we used to have. It doesn't mean it would be like back in the glory days, right? Right. Like, well, yeah. I worry that. They can't recapture that, but yeah. that would be their best bet, in my opinion. The exactly. fact that elimination was just eliminated is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Why did you get rid of your best, the best thing you've ever created? That I don't like, understand. I don't know nuts. why they got rid of that game yeah. mode. Mm-hmm. Also, please don't bring back player intros. <laughs> I want longer they, they player were, they intros. They were cool the first time, the, the very first couple time. of times, the very yeah. first time. and then it's just like, all right, yeah, well, another minute. Well, skip or I just both skip you? if you both hit the circle. Yeah, button. like like they do in Rocket League, with yes. goal replays. Like yeah. if everyone hits it, it's like okay, skip. Skip. I'm yeah. just saying, like everyone needs to get out of this this like mindset. Rose that color trials was so amazing. It was not. I <laughs> I hated your three trials. <laughs> See, I used to play with CJ. Every weekend, and how often did I play with you at the tail end of? Yeah, in the last year three, barely at all. But oh, talking about look, when it was good. Stuck. Yeah, no land beyond <laughs> fusion. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, stormcaller, just run. It's just, it wasn't fun. All right. So to so to wrap up your point, <laughs> yeah. How should they bring back trials? I I think they I don't I think they need a new uh like Dado said before. I don't I don't like the boons. I don't like that you start off with three wins. I can see. Oh, I forgot to clarify my point on yeah. that. The boon thing. The only reason I want that brought back is because their networking is not great. The mercy See, boon. Okay. The mercy oh. They, they that, need to figure that out. And they some do need way to figure to it out be because it, it is very – and this is – it's pretty – I see it a lot in uh, count – or not in countdown, in competitive. A lot of mm. people DDoS you, and it is very frustrating to get to the tail end of the card. Yes. Especially sitting through all those player intros and getting DOSed, <laughs> having to just wipe your entire card. I understand the frustration of that. Yeah, I don't like how you just start with three wins because you have an item in your inventory. It's, I mean, yeah. it, I, it just felt like, like, look, everyone's gonna get these items every single time. Yes. You only need to get seven wins, even though it says nine wins on the card. <laughs> yeah, cut out the middle, cut that yeah, all out. I agree. Mm-hmm. And just make it seven wins. Yes. Like that's it. Yeah, I'm totally on board. Yeah, with you. And, yeah, and with the mercy thing, I understand that, but at the same time, I, I understand why they took away the mercy because it does feel like you did something better if you had a flawless, truly flawless card. Okay, so I, I don't know. So, yeah. so what's your answer? How do they bring it back? I think they need to. Well, it'd be nice if they had a PTR so we could test for it. <laughs> but Remember they we thought do, Crucible Realm, of, yeah, Crucible, Crucible Labs, Labs was going to be that. Yeah. Yeah. I think they do need to bring back three v three. And I, and I, I, I never liked heavy ammo round in trials either. Right. Um, that brings a huge element of the change if they don't. If they include a power ammo yeah. thing because on every the round, weapon sandbox is completely different now. Like, it is. We don't know how it can turn out. So, three v three elimination. Uh, get rid of the boons. Maybe keep the mercy. Uh, and I and would love to. I would love to see like a um, what's it called? A uh, reputation system, kind of like mm. what Gambit okay. has. Yeah. What about you, Dado? How would it work? I am not the correct person to be asking this, <laughs> but um, no, I'm kind of with you. Just. Like they got to experiment more. They got to just try some stuff out. Like, was the game mode? Were, were the game modes themselves the reason why you didn't like playing trials? Was that it? I'm asking. Yep. Yep. The game modes itself. Okay. You well, didn't like countdown. I, it was four v four. It was the sandbox problems. It just. It so just you just inherently nice. prefer three v three elimination over four v four like countdown. I would play with CJ and Click It and Fran yep. and maybe even Steven a few times. I don't remember though. Did we ever play together in D1? A couple times. Yeah. So I would just play with good players, and it would still be challenging. We would have a good player on our team to help us out. But, uh, yeah, I still felt like I was contributing. If I didn't contribute, we don't win. And it was a really, really well-balanced experience for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I think they just got to maybe experiment with some of the – I mean, they've been doing a lot of experimenting with uh, with Breakthrough Community hasn't really received it too well. Oh, the community uh, loves fortunately. <laughs> <laughs> um, So yeah, I, I think at least give it a shot with elimination. I I've heard zero news on what they plan on trying out at all. Mm-hmm. So or even if it's coming back, or even if trials coming is coming back. I <laughs> do not know. <laughs> trials is coming back. Please. Uh, um, yeah, I just. I've, 
I've never been a, like a trials connoisseur or anything yeah. like that. I just kind of played, you know, if my friends wanted to play and that was it. So, yeah, uh, I'll say this. Uh, I do want it to be – I want them to bring it back in the flavor of D2, like D1 to D2. I would love for it to be elimination. Uh, get rid of the uh, res token. I don't like that. I like the longer res timer. The more you die, that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, as well as when you're picking up a teammate, uh, get rid of the taking damage pickup. There's no res sniping in trials anymore. Red sniping was fun. Was it was an introduction. It's a huge part of the game, like sliding people out of the way when they're getting res. I don't mind when the um, the pickup timer resets when you're going for power it, ammo and you get heavy. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when you're doing that when you're picking up a person. It it eliminated a huge part of the gameplay that was really kind of strategic in that sense. Um, and then the last thing is just um, power ammo. I'm not sure. I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I don't think I would bring it back in in the rounds at all. So it's like yeah. no power ammo People a, at all. People at the beginning of D1. They just they never used yeah. it. So I'm fine if it's brought back almost the same with those tweaks and then see how that plays out. And then from there, yeah, make it just elimination. Like no swapping game modes to actually go back and forth between the thing being like it could be countdown or it could be whatever when you load it in. Psychologically, it's hard to get into a game mode when you're, it's not the same. So I want it to be elimination every time. Power ammo is a weird, bizarre problem to me because right now you just shoulder charge people out of the way to get it and it causes like this friction within your your own team. It's really, really (laughs) weird. And I'm like, why would you make this design decision? Like, (laughs) this is a fun gameplay loop fighting over power ammo with your friends. I think they thought strategically I would be like, oh, let Steven have Here the power you go. ammo. Well, but when I'm playing casually, I'm going to fight over. Yeah, <laughs> casually, you know? yeah. But yeah. Trials is not something that's casually played. Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, so it, I think it would work in Trials because you would give it to your one player. I, I agree with that. I think it's I, the one round, yeah. the one power power ammo round, I'm okay with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah the one fair. round. That's if it's funny every round like it doesn't competitive. No. No. Mm, yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Um, Dustin, yeah. I don't know if we have time in the show. Yeah, we have a lot of questions Okay, and about can, 15 minutes. I really want to hit on uh, Dylan's uh, comment, DMG. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. that's where I'm going next, so let's go right into it. What a segue. We want to talk <laughs> about Gambit. Gambit got some changes, and I'm a little bit concerned, but I want to hear from the panel. Uh, basically, they aren't going to have the catch-up mechanic anymore, but you are going to get more points for bounties. You're going to get new special weapon rewards and legendary rewards on rank up. What does everybody think? I'll start with my concern. Sure. Basically, the only thing I'm worried about is that catch-up mechanic. I think that created a lot of really cool moments where even though you were behind, you had a chance to catch up. And now that you only get one stack, I don't think that's going to happen anymore. Basically, you spawn first, you win. Dado, you're a math guy. What do you think? <laughs> I think you should be rewarded for winning. Yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah. problem with the catch-up mechanic right now. I've won a lot of games where we fell behind super hard and we had no business winning, yeah. but because we had that disadvantage of being behind mm-hmm. and the catch-up mechanic, you you can win those games, which feels really bad as the team that was actually <laughs> winning and doing yeah. things correctly. Like you invaded, you killed a bunch of people with moats, you kept invading, you kept yeah. you know you stayed ahead of the yeah. moats curve, <laughs> you killed all the ads, mm-hmm. and then the other team happens to get to invade you every like fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. And they slowly can catch back up. And then as soon as their guy spawns, they just burn all their supers and they kill it instantly. And, yeah. and you're it. And you're just done. Did and they it, throttle it too much is what I want to know. Um, That we'll find out as soon as it comes out. Yeah. I don't know. I think one stack is, is fine. Mm-hmm. I never thought that it should be as much as it was. Like, granted, he gives an example or in, in the weekly update that was like, if one team start has like seven, seven and the other team gets one. it, Finally, they get four. Um, you don't need seven stacks to kill the freaking boss. <laughs> no, like, no. you, most most people are, are killing them with one or two stacks yeah. now. Like whenever I roll with a group, we have you know me on melting point. Yeah, melting point. One blade rod, and then a couple of uh, uh, chaos reaches, and yeah. we just insta kill the boss. But the catch mechanic has affected the gameplay to such a degree where we literally feel like we have to do that now. Just the burn like insta burn on a boss Mm -hmm. where we'll wait for someone to invade us, wait for them to leave. And then like, okay, everybody alive and just completely crush the boss instantly Mm -hmm. because otherwise you just keep getting invaded over and over and over. And I get part of it is like, you got to kill the invader. I totally get it. Mm -hmm. But 
with all the weapons that are available, 1,000 yeah. voices, Queen Breakers. Mm. Sleeper was a problem for a while. I didn't want to say Queen Breakers was going was gonna to become the next problem <laughs> yeah. because then everyone was going to start Queen using breakers. it right away. Yeah. And it started to happen already. Yeah. Um, and so, so you have like such a big advantage mm-hmm. as the invader just being able to pop in. I, I, I've <laughs> been killed before uh, the drifter even finishes the announcement that <laughs> yeah. the invader is there. Yeah. Um, so that a lot of people are saying like don't have – don't give them wall hacks or maybe mm. uh, lessen the effect. I think a pulsing sort of wall hack thing mm-hmm. would be better where like it ticks every couple of seconds. Yeah. So that way you don't have a complete lock on yeah. everyone. But at the same time, if you do it too much, then it's a 4v1 mm-hmm. and you have an overshield, like big freaking deal. Here's how every Gambit match goes for me basically, right? Basically, it's you take out the side guys for the buff. You're like, all right, wait for the invade. There he is. Is he down? All right, Mel. Yeah. Match over. That, that's, that's, how, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's how it feels like you have to mm-hmm. because otherwise you're just going to get just slowly beaten down because of this catch-up mechanic. You're still getting taken guys sent into you and you're still yeah. getting waves of ads coming in. And then you got Queen Breaker with 10 shots coming in to invade you yeah. and just it, it, it stacks up. So I think the people who are winning should feel like – they are going to win as long as they keep playing well and yeah. that it shouldn't almost feel like an advantage to be slightly behind. Yeah. Like that's yeah. just doesn't feel good as the team that's doing well. What about you, Steven? You really want to talk about this? What do you got to say? Um, so I do think right now it's way too generous. Like there are times where you are at like 20 moats and they've already summoned their primeval and we've come back and won as long as you have good invades. Mm-hmm. That feels really crappy for the <laughs> team that was slain out. But I, I, I worry that the, the example they use is if they have seven stacks, the other team would get one now. Uh, yes. I believe that's the example uh, they used. But I'm worried that if a team – and I do, I, do, I do agree with you. You should be rewarded for winning. But I, I'm worried that if you get so far ahead of the other team, the other team will just go AFK. That's that's what I would do. I'm like I I, they, I, they, I will say oh, I will say that the why would mechanic I, why? does give you solos incentive. versus group yes uh like you can actually win as a group of solos By versus yourself. a full team yeah. uh with that catch up mechanic and I it's sort of like a necessary evil I mm-hmm. yeah and I agree mm-hmm. yeah there's there's no perfect answer but I think Gambit as a game mode is fantastic yeah I was saying this with CJ earlier when we played it at E3 for the first time I had so much fun. What happened in that match? Dylan. Oh, Dylan. <laughs> Dylan montage season. But <laughs> what we won the war, Dylan. But we won the war. But I said right after that, I'm worried that once we get our full arsenal, this won't be as fun as we just had. Because we didn't yes. have sleeper, we didn't have mm-hmm. queen breakers, we didn't have any like crazy heavy well, we, we said that to Lars about burning the boss too, like tractor boss, cannon, yeah. like certain weapons, like I close it's, it's quite a, pretty, it's, a little bit. It's yeah. not a fun experience. For someone to invade Queen Breaker's bow, four people back to back to back. Like it looks cool, like it, it looks awesome. But honestly, I don't think that's a great mechanic or great gameplay uh, experience. And I, I've been saying this all the time: just get rid of fusion rifles. <laughs> but <sighs> but I think I wanted to ask you this, Dado. Do you think summoning the primeval and then just quickly melting and just DPS bursting is, is fun? Do do you like that? I, I do and I don't. <laughs> okay. Um, I do like it because it's fun to just see a boss get completely insta-melted. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't because I feel like the original intent of the Gambit bosses was to be like a slower burn where mm-hmm. you slowly kind of chunk them down. Yeah. And you don't feel like you have to insta-give the boss in order to actually win. Yeah. Um, I think it would make for much better drama mm-hmm. in a in from game to game if you couldn't – just insta-kill the boss. Yeah, and I agree 100% with everything you just said. I, I think it's hilarious to see the boss just disappear, and I think it's fun. But overall, I don't think that's a good gambit mechanic. What I will say, though, is what they did with the meatball mm-hmm. when it turns immune for a bit. I yes. think that's great. Mm. Okay. Like, you can melt it, but it, it will become immune, and then that gives you the other team more time to invade, <clears throat> creates yeah. more drama. If you get a kill, it gains its health back. I think all bosses should get that. I've never gotten the meatball, so I don't know what that's like. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I Sorry, think I, missing, I think Gambit is missing a couple things before it becomes like a perfect 
So perfect, but really good game mode. Doug and I did say that it was superb playing it based off uh, our E3 per- perspective there initially, and we didn't have all our weapons. Mm-hmm. That's what I said from the very beginning, that right now the invasion part is one of the fun mechanics of the game. It's a thing that you have to get to because if you don't, I mean, the way that they built it into the 75 score, like a 25, 50, and 75, or, well, 50, it makes sense. Um, if the boss burns too fast, you don't get that gameplay loop that mechanic which is super fun to do but i agree with you yeah there should be something to gate the boss's health for a little bit to potentially maybe have that built in so you can't instant melt him right off the bat and it's maybe by his health bars get to a health bar down this thing like you said happens with meatball where you have to do some kind of activity because you're in gambit as a four-player squad yeah so if you're in there you can potentially have some kind of um because that's always a concern i think with campaign they they don't know whether or not it's going to be you're gonna have teammates or not but you have teammates in gambit so build something in that yeah that has that kind of element so maybe i'm misunderstanding the mechanic if you spawn first why should i even try like if i'm 75 percent to filling the bar and you've spawned why would I even continue going? Well, the whole the whole idea of it is even if the other team spawns a primeval, as long as you hit, as long as you can invade and kill enough people, uh, the primeval will get their health back, and that will allow your team to catch up. Mm-hmm. But right now, it's so you can still get stacks. It's just not catch up stacks. Yeah, but right now, what it is is summon the primeval, uh, kill the first invader, and then burst. Yeah, 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 and then it's over. Yeah. I don't think they were expecting that. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they kind of were. They had to have been. We asked and said that to Lars. They were, even no, on they were expecting, show. but I I think they underestimated. Yeah, our, how good we would be naturally. Yeah. yeah, but that's the only reason why I think the gating thing, and you mentioned with mm-hmm. like meatball. Sorry, Dustin. Uh, that that does happen, and it's cool when it happens because all of a yeah. sudden you have to divert your attention from the boss and figure out this gameplay mechanic. But I think what Dustin was saying is. With this new change, like they're going to lower the stacks, what is the point of the other team sticking around? Sticking around, yeah, I to hear try that. to win, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But the onus sh- to try to come back should be on the team that is losing, not some arbitrary thing that happens to boost you up. I like, agree. I, I don't yeah. want mm-hmm. like like it's basically rubber banding, yeah. right? Right. Like rubber banding is not fun because it doesn't feel like like you're winning or. uh like you can't stay ahead because people are intentionally given an advantage to keep things close. Yeah. For certain things, it's okay, but yeah, it's the, the the onus should be on the invading team, yeah, or, or the losing team to try to make that victory yeah. happen instead of just like, oh, you just get a ton of invades and you set them so far behind because they keep having to spawn uh-huh. at different times and that oh, no power ammo. Yeah, the team that's also behind you get more power ammo drops, mm-hmm. so that even furthers your ability to harass mm. the other team even more, and they cannot do a lot back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, we're kind of running low on time, but I think the other points from DMG about bounties, I don't think anybody's going to argue that. That's double points. That's yep. great. Yeah, they fine. were so low. Yeah, they were yeah. like 15 like, points or something like that. All right, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll bring them, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. you know. And then uh, rewards, special weapon. I think that's going to be really cool. Uh, I already liked Bygones a lot. Yeah, it's really good. I, to me, like I've said, I said this to them again at the event. I feel like I'm re-saying re- it now a whole bunch of times. Trials is special because you go to the lighthouse and picked up a treasure chest together when you achieve something and won like a mini tournament of five games. And that's the only way you could get there. Now you do one game and you're yeah go ahead go check it out exactly and i think that if gambit had some kind of uh incentive weekend thing like that it might bring people in or it might have you know some kind of something yeah there needs to be something besides a weapon there needs to be some kind of training. meatball is that a little bit like mm-hmm. you're playing gambit probably every now and then to i'll see just pop in do my daily be like I don't yeah care but if it was if it was like hey you know you're going to be able to do this if it's on the weekend and there's like a maybe a little mini tournament thing that happens i think that that would be an incentive for people to play and i think it would probably keep those people from quitting because I, I do agree with you i think it's potentially comes an issue if that happens we'll, we'll see how it goes uh I just think one might be a little bit too much, but we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they've tested it, and hopefully well, it works out. I think we're thinking of it very much like, oh, the enemy team has seven and you get one. The amount of times that that happens yeah. is it's pretty rare. very so, rare. Like yeah, most right. of the time it's going to be like they have two, you get one, or they have yeah. three, you get one. Like yeah. it's, it's going to be closer than that. So overall, though, we're glad it's being like dealt with I, in I'm this at way. Least, I'm, I'm glad that they're trying yes. something. me too. Wh- yeah. Whether it works out or not, we'll see, but at least yeah. they're – trying yeah. something like right now the losing team should not be able to burst dps and kill the boss in one shot right after they yep. summon the primate absolutely agreed there, 
There were a ton of questions that we actually didn't get to today, so we're going to save them for the next episode. Uh, Dado, mm-hmm. I think most people know, but where can they find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on the internet. <laughs> D-A-T-T-O Boom. space destiny. Just Google that, and you will find him Yeah, there. you'll find me. Yeah, uh, it's not, not hard to find this content. <laughs> it's out there. Yeah, uh, that's all we have time for this episode. Hey, thank you so much for making hey, the time. Thanks, thanks for having me. Francisco. Always a pleasure. <laughs> we always like having you on the show. For the, Thanks for stopping by again. Yeah. All right, so that's it for this episode. Thank you, co-host. Thank you, Dado. Appreciate and until next time, everybody, Guardians, Guardians out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.